What up, what up, what up? You are listening to this week's episode of Red's Weekly Recap, presented to you by Impact Sports Cincinnati. My name is Chris Asbrock, and as always, I am your host. We want to thank you so much for tuning in to discuss just an incredible week for the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, flat out, wow. Uh, We discussed last week's episode how this week is the most crucial stretch of baseball for the Cincinnati Reds, and they delivered. They flat out delivered, taking five of seven games dating back to Monday, and this was a... This was a a week, like I had discussed last week, where the Cincinnati Reds, uh, coming off of a 3-2 victory of the Chicago Cubs on Sunday, which cemented a sweep of the Cubs, and effectively really putting them out of the any playoff hopes that the Cubs had. They the Reds, that was you know that was a statement there made by that team. And then they had to travel out west to face the Kansas City Royals before heading north for a just a massive four-game series against the Milwaukee Brewers. And the Brewers, who lead the National League Central, well, you know, the Reds did not get ahead of themselves. On Monday, they knocked off the Kansas City Royals 6-2. to two. And then on Tuesday, they did drop a game to the Kansas City Royals, which is one they're going to look back and regret, um, you know, just for, you know, the, the just for principle, the fact that they should not have lost that game, but the bullpen did blow it, and they did lose 7-6, to six, but they did rebound the following day on Wednesday, uh, the day game, basically a getaway day, knocking off Kansas City 5-2. to two. They took two of three from uh, the Royals, and then they went out, uh, or they went north, like I said, to face the NL Central leading Milwaukee Brewers. At this point in time, they were seven games ahead of the Reds, and um, or they were six ahead of the Reds, I'm sorry, and the Reds were able to take three of four. Uh, they lost the first game to Milwaukee five to three. And another game that I think they're going to look back and, and really regret not winning, um, you know. But then they rebounded on Friday night with a 2 nothing victory. Wade Miley was simply fantastic. Uh, Saturday, they won 4-3. to And then yesterday, coming into the All-Star break with a 3-1 to victory over the Milwaukee Brewers. The Reds now currently sit at 48-42. and Four games back of the league-leading Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, they are three and a half games back in the wild card. Uh, they are behind the San Diego Padres. Uh, the Reds in their last ten are eight and two. They are on a three-game winning streak. They have scored 435 runs. Uh, they have conceded 427 runs. Um, but overall, you know the uh, the plus eight differential. You know it really doesn't. You know it's not going to really mean much right now. Um, the Reds are. 23 and 20 at home and 25 and 22 on the or on the road. Now, the Reds now get a, a break of four days. Um, today is the National League, um, or it begins the All Star break where we have the home run derby. Tomorrow is the All Star game where the National League takes on the American League at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. 
at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado, where I just was just a few weeks back out in Colorado. And then Wednesday and Thursday are days off before the Cincinnati Reds resume play with another massive series against those same Milwaukee Brewers. Now, we are... You know, as Reds fans, we have to be thrilled with what we've seen so far, plain and simple. You know, this was just massive for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Facing a a Kansas City Royals team that is sitting at the bottom, or just above the bottom in fourth place against, uh, or in the uh, American League Central. And the Reds took two of three from the Royals. Now, that was something I said bare minimum they had to do. They had to take two of three, and in all reality, should have swept the Royals. But unfortunately, like I stated, they just could not get the job done on that Tuesday night. Like I said, where they blew a um, they they blew a big lead. I believe it was six nothing at one point, and the Royals stormed back and um, you know got the victory, uh, walking it off over the Cincinnati Reds. But it is what it is. The Reds did take two of three against the Kansas City Royals. And at bare minimum, I did state that the Reds had to, at bare minimum, had to take two games in Milwaukee. Uh, At bare minimum, like I said, that would have kept them, um, you know, in a position to where, you know, the Reds did not gain or lose any traction against Milwaukee going into that series. They took three of four. Now, that is fantastic for the Cincinnati Reds as they have taken eight of five from Milwaukee this season. So, you know, that does mean a lot. And now they have to come home um, next weekend. Again, like I said, you have a four day break um, for everybody not named Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker. Now these guys can recharge, regroup. And, uh, you know, this is, this is a spot now for the Cincinnati Reds where they've got to feel pretty good. They have to feel really good now going into the All-Star break. That's the momentum you want to have. Going 8-2 and two over your last 10 games to take that into the All-Star break where the where the Milwaukee Brewers are going into it, you know, having, um, you know, they've lost 6 of 10 going into the break. The Chicago Cubs, who are four games behind you, have lost 8 of 10 going into this. And the... Uh, St. Louis Cardinals and uh, Pittsburgh Pirates have gone in at five and five. Granted, the Pirates, the Reds aren't going to have to worry about the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know, in, in terms of a, you know, making a, a push to the wild card or anything like that at this point in time. This National League Central race is now coming down to two clubs that is the Milwaukee Brewers and the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds are four games out. In all indication, and listening to Jim Bowden from what he was stating on MLB Network Radio, uh, it was on Friday morning, uh, he stated that his sources have said that the Reds are buyers, which makes all the sense in the world. They should not be anything less than buyers. The time is now for Bob Castellini to open up that wallet and get it going. The Reds never should have gotten rid of Archie Bradley or... Bryce Iglesias. That would completely have, you know, at the time the cost-cutting moves, when you are looking at Nick Castellanos possibly or most likely 
opting out of his contract and hitting free agency, the dude's going to flat out get paid this offseason. I mean, flat out get paid. And I saw a tweet that the Reds should just, you know, basically offer him a billion dollars. And that made me, it made me chuckle because it's true. The swagger that Nick Castellanos brings to this ball club is, I mean, he is, is crucial. Uh, flat out, it's crucial what Nick Castellanos brings to this ball club. Now, like I said, looking at it, Castellanos has come up huge all season for this uh, for the Cincinnati Reds ball club. And that has not changed one bit. You know, as he is certainly in the in the MVP, um, you know, MVP talk right now. And if, in my in my personal opinion, for what he's done, he should be the clubhouse leader going into the All Star break here. Personally, uh, for what he has brought to this ball club, day in and day out, is you know, it, it cannot be understated how crucial it is. I mean, Nick Castellanos is, I mean, I'm, I'm losing track of what I'm trying to say here. Cause that's, I mean, really that's what he brings to the table. It's something that again, though, you cannot, you can't take it, you know, you can't take it any other way. He is the MVP right now of the national league at this point in time. He is that good of a ball player and he has done so much for this team and really his swagger, demeanor, leadership, among other things in this club. You know, right now the Reds are sitting 48 and 42. Without Nick Castellanos, God only knows where they would be. Let's be honest. They would probably be farther down. You're probably looking at, you know, Cubs-Cardinals territory right now. I mean, the Cubs and Cardinals right now are 44 and 46. Eight games back without Castellanos, let's be real. They're probably below that. That is how much Nick Castellanos has meant to this Cincinnati Reds ball club. And he's one that I, and I believe I've said it in previous episodes, that Nick Castellanos is one that I followed him coming up in Detroit and the hype he had surrounding him. And then his move to Chicago, you know, he just adds so much to this team. And, you know, for what he has provided, it it was huge. And all the rumors stating that Castellanos could be signed with the Cincinnati Reds, you know, over the past offseason was awesome. I mean, it was there was a lot of hype surrounding that. And I don't know if a lot of people really quite understood what that meant for this team, but it's obviously showing, you know, in you know resounding results here for the Cincinnati Reds ball club. Again, Cincinnati Reds right now sit second in the division, 48 and 42. That's a 5.33 winning percentage. They are four games back in the division and three and a half back in the wild card. So, again, the Reds right now, hitting the all-star break, they're sitting pretty right now. They are sitting pretty with Michael Lorenzen set to be activated most likely Friday morning before the uh, the series with the Milwaukee Brewers uh, begins. A massive three-game series. Now, here's the thing. You know, you just took three or four from the Brewers. Hey, what happens if you sweep all three against Milwaukee coming out of the all-star break? I mean, hot damn, you put yourself in a great spot and you're only a game back out of the division. I mean, in all reality, depending on what happens, you could be a half a game out of the wild card as well. Depending on what happens, obviously. Now, the Reds have the offense to to do that. I mean, they flat out do it. They've played the Brewers really well. Like I said, going 8-5 so far on the season. Uh, They've played them well. Now, it didn't go well at home where the Brewers did sweep Cincinnati earlier in the year. Um, But... 
hey, the Reds are playing better baseball now. Reds are 8-2, like I said, in their last 10, while Milwaukee is coming into the All-Star break limping a little bit, going 4-6 in their last 10. And they have a whole host of players that are going to be playing in the All-Star game. So, you know, you have to think that the Reds are going to be favored in this, you know, in this series coming up here again, where taking two of three from Milwaukee puts you at two games back, you know. Losing two of three puts you at, you know, five, you know, at, at six games back. You don't obviously want that, or I'm sorry, five games back. Um, you definitely don't want that. But, you know, the Cincinnati Reds now, like I said, are sitting pretty, and they are looking to be buyers coming into the trade deadline um, and before that. And I think it's honestly, if the Reds are smart, they start making these moves now. Uh, you look at what Toronto has done. Uh, they went out and made some deals early where they brought in some pitchers prior to the deadline because let's be honest, relief pitching is going to be at a premium. It always is uh, with some of these teams. Now, the Reds aren't going to be going out. They're not going to be going and getting you know, Rizzo or Bryant or Baez, Contreras, anything like that. Now, I did see something that the Reds should go out and look at acquiring Trevor Story. Now, that is something I would certainly love as a follower of the Colorado Rockies uh, for as long as I have been. Um, I would certainly love to have Trevor Story. Now, here's the thing. Trevor Story is going to get paid in the offseason. Now, the only way you trade for Trevor Story is if, one, you get him signed before you trade for him. If he signs a long-term contract here in Cincinnati, you do it. If not, you don't do it because you're, it's going to cost a lot to trade for him. Now, you look at what's coming up here in the pipeline, um, and I will discuss that. Jose Barrero, um, 426-foot home run yesterday in the Futures game, and I will talk about you know that here just in a little bit. But um, you know, I, I don't know if you really want to look at it, you know, at, at bringing in bringing in uh, Trevor Story now at the deadline unless you can get him locked up for uh, a few more years because you have guys coming up in the pipeline here to you know that are going to be who should be difference makers so that's one thing we have to keep an eye on as we move forward here Um, like I said Nick Castellanos is the guy who is he's the cog behind the the Reds and how far they you know how far they've come and how far they look to um you know, to go moving forward. Uh, he leads the National League in batting, uh, batting 331. He is second in major leagues behind Vladimir Guerrero, who's batting 332. So he's .001 behind Vladimir Guerrero in leading baseball and all of uh, early in all of baseball and batting. Uh, Jesse Winker is batting or is sixth right now in the National League, batting 301. Castellanos leads baseball in doubles. He's got 29 doubles. Uh, and his 111 hits are second overall in the National League, uh, just beyond Adam Frazier, who I think is at 115 or 116. Um, so, you know, Castellanos is, you know, he's where it's at right now. Again, should be leading the uh, the Major League, um, should be leading the National League, I'm sorry, in, uh, in MVP voting, because I think it personally, you look at what he's provided to this ball club, he has provided the most and should be leading the, um, you know, he should be leading the National League right now in in MVP voting. He's that valuable to this ball club here. So, 
with that being the case, like I said, let's look at the Reds' futures. Um, Nick Lodolo, who is the Reds' number one prospect overall and number 43 overall in baseball, uh, him and Jose Barrero were the two uh, players for the Cincinnati Reds that uh, they represented uh, the club in the uh, in the All Star um, you know futures game presented to you by SiriusXM. Um, but overall, both players looked really good. Uh, Nick Lodolo, according to, uh, this is from MLB.com um, in their recap. Uh, Lodolo faced the top of the AL All Stars lineup and tallied a scoreless inning of work, punctuating his outing with a strikeout of top ten prospect Julio Rodriguez, and then Jose Barrero. He's the number four prospect in the Reds organization, number 85 overall. He started the game at shortstop and posted an impressive one-for-two game, which featured two runs scored. He did go yard in the first inning, which, like I said, was a 426-foot bomb in that um, in that first inning, and he did get a base on balls as well. So uh, with that being the case, like I said, the Cincinnati Reds uh, are kind of set up here. Uh, with Nick Lodolo coming up here, uh, the Reds are, are kind of sitting pretty, I guess you could say, uh, with what we've got. And the first round of the draft was last night in Denver, where the Cincinnati Reds, with the 17th pick overall, selected Matt McLean. He's a shortstop out of UCLA uh, with the 17th overall pick. The 30th overall pick was Jay Allen from John Carroll Catholic High School in Florida. Uh, he was a compensatory pick in the first round. Again, he was selected 30th overall. And then with the 35th pick, uh, which is a competitive balance pick, um, the Reds selected catcher out of Florida State University, Matt Nelson. So the Reds had three picks yesterday, uh, the 17th, 30th, and 35th picks, which were Matt McLean, shortstop out of UCLA again, Jay Allen, an outfielder out of John Carroll Catholic High School. And then catcher out of Florida State University, Matt Nelson. So the Cincinnati Reds were indeed active yesterday in the All-Star game, or the All-Star Futures game, and then in the draft yesterday. So again, right now in this episode, we are going to conclude it, but things are looking good for the Cincinnati Reds, and we will be back next week as I will discuss the three-game series against the Milwaukee Brewers that took place on, or that will have taken place on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 16th, 17th, and 18th. So, Cincinnati fans, if you can, let's pack Great American Ballpark and make it a great atmosphere for our boys in red as they will head back to face the Central Leading Division, or Central Division Lead. I cannot talk. It's a Monday. Trust me, it's been a rough day at work already, but um, let's try that again as the Reds will face the NL Central Division leading Milwaukee Brewers. There we go. That sounds a lot better. And folks, thank you so much as always for tuning in to Red's Weekly Recap presented to you by Impact Sports Cincinnati. Again, thank you. And make sure you follow me on all uh, forms of social media. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Chris Asbrock. Uh, you can check out the Facebook page, the Chris Asbrock uh, blogger. And then check out the uh the youtube page um youtube.com slash chris asbrock make sure you check that out and again thank you guys as always make sure you check out the website also www.iscincy.com where i just uh posted an article today taking a look back 
at UFC 264 and three major main card takeaways from that. So make sure you check that out. And as always, folks, for all of your fitness needs, make sure you check out www.fnxfit.com. That is www.fnxfit.com for all your fitness needs. And make sure if you would like 15% off of your next purchase, use the promo code BDIESEL. That is a capital B and a capital D. And like I said, use that promo code BDIESEL for 15% off of your next purchase at fnxfit.com. So as always, thank you guys so much and make sure you tune in next week as we will be back to discuss the Reds series against the Milwaukee Brewers. I hope everyone has a great week. And don't forget, make sure you check out the Home Run Derby tonight and the All-Star Game tomorrow. So, as always, thank you guys so much and have yourselves a fantastic week, everyone. Take care.